listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast. This is episode 134 of the Blooming Inspired Podcast, and we are in our revival series. We've been reading through the book of Psalms in chapter 119. Today, we're going to read uh, verses 73 through 80, verses 73 through 80. But before we get started, I just want to review what we covered last week. We Remember, we're looking for keys to revival. How do these scriptures apply to revival? I told you in the beginning that I had studied some of the, the Great Awakening and, and revival histories and found some things that really impacted my heart, as in most of those people were not pursuing revival. They were pursuing the holiness of God. It, they were call, Some of them were called the holiness preachers. John Wesley, George Whitefield, and his brother, and, and John's brother Charles were called the holy club, the holy club. They were reading scripture and having encounters with the Holy Spirit that awakened their heart and made them hungry for the righteousness of God. And remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, last week, my pastor, he um, shared in a message about how when the Israelites crossed over the Jordan River to go into the promised land, that God told Joshua to have them do something very specific, and that was to consecrate themselves. Do you realize that consecration is to be set apart and the idea of holiness is to be set apart unto God's purpose? The second part of holiness is sanctification, the purification of our mind and our will and our emotions or our soul uh, and the purification of our flesh nature, our desires that, that are housed within our bodies. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like there are physical urges that we have in our physical beings that are also having to be purified. And so I want to kind of expand on that by looking at the keys that we discovered last week. Remember, the first key we looked at was a devoted heart to God. And the second key was when we make God's word our true treasure, when we make our relationship with him and him who is the word of God, Jesus, our true treasure, what happens? So last week when we focused our hearts on devoting them to God's word as our true treasure, we realized a treasure we value above all else is God's word. And when we treasure his word above all else, we seek it out and grow in it to maturity. That's where we're coming to, this growing to maturity in God's word. And that's actually the subheading. Remember, I'm reading to you from the Passion Translation. So it may sound a little different than your translation, but be sure to grab your Bible. Turn over to Psalm 119, verse 73, 
and join us in the reading. Make some notes in a journal, or if you like to write in your Bible as I do, make a little note in the margin about what God's talking to you about as we read. We read eight verses each day. So let's begin. Your very hands have held me and made me who I am. Think about that. Think about the fact that the hands of God held you and made you. Are you held by God now? It says that Jesus said, everyone who is put into the palm of his hand, no one can pluck them out. If you belong to him, you're in his hand. He holds you and he holds you fast. Give me more revelation light so I may learn to please you more. Did you know that learning to please God, that faith that Hebrews talks about, that it says without faith it's impossible to please God, comes from revelation. When the revelation light of God illuminates his plans, his purpose, his word for us in our lives. And it illuminates our heart. It will even highlight things in our heart that need to be addressed by God. Do you understand what I'm saying? May all your lovers see how you treat me and be glad. For your words are entwined within my heart. Lord, I know that your judgments are always right. Even when it's me you judge, you're still faithful and true. Come on, may all your lovers, may all those who worship you, God, treat me, see how you treat me and be glad. Do you think the writer of the psalm senses the favor of God on his life? When you grow in God's word, it leads you to recognize who your creator is, to desire more and more revelation of who he is so that you may please him. And so that other people around you may see how he's working in your life and rejoice and be glad over it. It says before, because of why? Because your words are entwined within my heart. Your words are woven into my heart. For a long time now in my life, I've had this prayer that God would Allow me to know him as I am known. That's my life's pursuit, personal. My life's mission statement, to know God as I am known. Now there's this beautiful promise that I'm going to realize on that great day when Jesus calls us all home to heaven. And that is perfection in Christ. That means I'll have perfect knowledge. I will know God the way he knows me. But until that day, I want my life's pursuit to be to know God. How about you? Do you want to know God the way he knows you? Do you want his words to be woven into the fabric of your heart? Lord, I know that your judgments are always right. Even when it's me you judge, you're still faithful and true. Even when I experience correction and punishment and consequences for what I've been through and the choices that I've made that don't agree with God, He is still faithful and true. And in Jesus, 
we get grace and we get mercy from God. Isn't that powerful? Send, and here it is, send your kind mercy kiss to comfort me, your servant, just like you promised you would. For us, the believer in Christ, Jesus is our kind mercy kiss, and the Holy Spirit activates that for us. We're going to take a few minutes to pause and share some exciting news with you, and we'll be right back with the rest of today's message. Hey everybody, this is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and we're taking a quick break from our regular programming because I have something very exciting to share with you. I really do hope you love listening to Blooming Inspired Podcast. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We've just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcast. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a charitable person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android and I have a special code for you. Simply use my code BLOOMING and you'll get 300 PodCoin for just signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. And again, if you're feeling generous, you can give your PodCoins to charity. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code BLOOMING. I've already been listening to some of my favorite podcasts and earning PodCoins, and I hope you will. Two, I know you're going to love PyCoin, so download the app today. And now we return for the conclusion of today's show. You want revival in your life? You want to see revival in your world? Focus on who God is based on what you know in Scripture. Love me tenderly. So I can go on, for I delight in your life-giving truth. You will crave the tender love of God as you know Him by His heart. And the only way to know God by His heart is by His Spirit through His Word, through the Scriptures. And He will delight you with His life-giving truth. Do you understand that? Shame upon the proud liars. See how they oppress me, all because of my passion for your precepts. Shame upon the proud liars. It's interesting because that word shame and that word proud in the Hebrew are are similar words. They're separated by their context. If it says A in front of it, if it has a, a, a vowel that kind of looks like an A in front of the word, it's a curse. But if it doesn't, it's a blessing. And so when humiliation comes, when shame comes upon us, because we've been haughty and we've been proud and we've stepped out of bounds with God, the most loving thing he could do is allow us to experience the consequences of that humiliation that we brought upon ourselves. 
so we would learn not to do it again. And did you know that the root word of humiliation is humble? Well, you can, you know, there's this thing, and Beth Moore says it all the time. You can either bend your knee before God or he will bend it for you. My dad called it either genuine or enforced humility. You could choose to be humble or somebody could impose humility upon you. But here's the truth. Jesus was humiliated on our behalf. So the promise in Isaiah 61 is true for us. We will receive double honor for those things that brought us shame. So while humility is the, the, the absence of pride, honor replaces shame. Where do you need more honor in your life? You know, in 1 Corinthians 12, when it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and it's talking about how those gifts are given to bring unity to the body. And we need each gift, each person, and what they uniquely bring. It says that we give double honor to those less than honorable parts. See, Jesus and the Holy Spirit understand something that we don't. We shun the things that we think are shameful. We cover them up. But God massages the salve of honor upon them to heal those places and bring you rightly into genuine humility. So know that people will be proud and they will oppose you and oppress you because you have a passion for God's words and His law. Not that we have a passion to impose his law on other people, but we have a zeal to live by his law and to love his word and to love other people through his word. Make sense? May all your lovers follow me as I follow the path of your instruction. There is a call to leadership through reviving our hearts through the scriptures and God's word, as the Holy Spirit breathes his revelation light on them, the, the leadership gifts of God will come alive in you and you will desire it. May all those who love you, may all your worshipers follow me as I follow the path of your instruction. Make me a teacher of your word is what he says. And in the final verse we're going to read today, it says, make me passionate and wholehearted to fulfill your every wish. Fulfill the desires of God so that I'll never have to be ashamed of myself. Here is a humble plea from God's servant. A humble plea. It wholehearted desire rises up in you. And it's God's desire. Jeremiah described it like this. He said, your word was like a fire shot up in my bones and I could not hold it back. I had to release it. Where have you experienced passion in your life over the desires of God's heart? Like fire shut up in your bones where you couldn't contain yourself, where you had to let it out. Because when you fulfill the desires of God's heart over your life, over the life around you, over God's plan for this world and for you specific, you'll never be ashamed. You may bow low, 
and genuine humility. But you'll never be shamed because God will cover you with his blessing of double honor. Well, that's all we have time for today. We're also relaunching Wildflower Women, our women's leadership track here at Blooming Inspired Network. If you want some direction, if you need a reset in your life, if you're looking how to discover and fulfill what God has purposed and called you to do in your life, if you want to embrace who God is inside of you, who Jesus is inside of you, and let him fully express himself through you, if you want to be encouraged to discover what you're passionate about, if you want to be equipped for your purpose and empowered to walk in your calling, then Wildflower Women is for you. We're going to look at how your personality type and your core motivation and your strengths and your spiritual gifts all lend themselves to what God uniquely purposed and designed you for. How do you uniquely express Jesus to the world around you? And there are some fun things that we can do together through this platform, Blooming Inspired Network, or you can uh, be commissioned to go back to your natural environments of leadership and lead there. And we also will be looking at possibly ordaining people for ministry as we become a 501c3 ministry organization. So get in on the ground floor of Wildflower Women. We are relaunching the leadership track for Blooming Inspired Network on July 1st. That's a week from this. Oh, well, that's this Sunday, right? So look for the first post and the invitation to come out on Sunday. July 1st. And then on Monday, we're going to start posting regular encouragement. There'll be a few posts a day there each week for you to respond to and interact with. And I'm looking forward to seeing what God will do with women whose hearts, just like we read about today, are surrendered to do His will and fulfill the desire of His heart in their life. When we grow and mature in God's word, we can't help but fulfill the desires of his heart. I pray you are totally blessed today and want to remind you, as I always do, that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.